Mark Adams and welcome to episode 14 of Mark's Mess Podcast where with my daughters Charlotte and Catherine Catherine and Charlotte Catherine and Catherine Charlotte and Catherine Catherine and Charlotte Okay, we look at the world of geekery using the alphabet as our guide and this month the letter is... O-L O-L L This month the letter is... L And this month we will... Our L will be... LOL no, no. LOL, laugh out loud. The funny yeah. moments that make it lots of no. Lots of no. Your cat just died. Lol. And anyway, if you Your would like. Your just died. Lol. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can by email. My marks at mess at gmail.com. On Twitter. At Mark's Mess Podcast without the T. The, on our webpage, marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com or on Facebook. Uh, marksmesspodcasts. And people have been in touch with us through various <gasps> means. No, it, it, it's quite nice. It's quite nice when no, we go. it's a lol emoji. Right. First of all, we have Professor Allen contacted us about our K episode. Okay, Catherine, would you like to read out what he says? He never contacted us about our C episode. <laughs> Catherine and family, I am only 57 seconds into episode 13, but I wanted to write in with my early reactions. Best episode ever. Keep up the good work. Professor Allen, relatively geeky darkness to light. That, of course, is Professor Allen of the Relatively Geeky Network um, from the podcast Darkness to Light. Thank you very much, Professor. I did reply to him and said to him that the second 57 seconds are even better, but it goes downhill after that. But that's, that's really nice. Uh, hopefully he lasted the rest of the podcast and he listened to not just, uh, he listened past the first 57 seconds, but maybe he just keeps that 57 seconds on a loop and listens to it again and I again. I listen to Calvin's voice again and again and again and We again. have to. You, you, I know it's so sad. You don't have to edit this. <laughs> I do. Anyway, thank you very much, Alan. It was lovely to hear from you. Uh, our next one came from Twitter. On our Twitter feed, it is from Cash Flag. Cash Flag. <laughs> it was Cash Flag. <laughs> listen, if it was Northern Ireland, it would be Cash Flag. Cash Flag. Cash Flag. Pow! Can I can I tell you, Cash Flag? I I do believe Cash Flag is actually Al Sedano of the Resurrections yeah. and Adam Warlock podcast. After our discussion about our Kitty Pride and the Banff doll, the Nightcrawler doll, he said, I wanted a Banff doll for years. I agree with him, and I am trying to get my wife, your mother, to sew me up or knit me one. Yeah, that would be cool. Okay, so so thanks, Cash Flag. Uh, thank you very much for your, your comment, and do keep listening. We have got reviews on iTunes. Yes, iTunes is where you can for Apple products like an iPad and oh, an iPhone. Oh, it's on your picture. That's the picture we have of you. But <laughs> yeah. If you ever do go on iTunes to look us up, the picture we have of it is of this medal ceremony at the end of Star Wars original one, and I've superimposed Charlotte quite sh- shoddily imposed Charlotte onto that scene as well, reading a book. This was from what two years ago where your P7 teacher had a competition yeah. who could find the weirdest place and to he, read a book. He likes Star Wars, which is a bonus. He likes Star Wars, so as a joke, I made this yeah. one up. And the person standing behind me has a really weird face. Well, like, I, I had to sort of draw his draw face, face in. Anyway. By doing a smiley face. <laughs> so convincing. 
We have got a review on iTunes from our friends Ruth and Darren Sutherland, and they are the podcasters of Xenozonic Xenophiles and Trekker Talk. TrekkerTalk.com. And it's, you might hear that in a few of their episodes, but it's lovely to hear from them, lovely to get our five star, a five star review. Charlotte, could you read it out? This is a delightful and charming podcast. <laughs> anyway, I say, are we going back into that like, accent? Try an American I, accent. Are they from America? They're from America. Should but I try an American accent? No, because we don't want Americans to not listen to us. No, I want to try it in America. Okay, accent. try it. This is a delightful and charming po- podcast filled with like- great information and fun conversations as, as Mark walks through the geek alphabet with his lovely daughters Charlotte and Catherine and Charlotte. Topics range from comics to films to television and more. It's a truly family-friendly show that will have you smiling throughout each episode. Highly recommended. Lovely. The last bit wasn't American. Highly recommended. (laughs) Highly recommended there, bae. Hey. Thank you very much, Ruth and Darren. Lovely hearing from you. And do continue listening. I yeah. think I think that is all the feedback. There's a wee bit of feedback we'll have after the break from a question I posed online. Have you <laughs> been, have you been watching or reading anything geeky over the past month? Uh, we had Uncle John over and we watched The Incredibles with him, and he said he loved it. And then we watched Jack Jack Attack after that. Uh, that was so detailed. Detailed. I know. Yes. So which was the geeky bit, Uncle John or or Incredibles? <laughs> Incredibles. Right, Catherine, what have you got? The podcast thing that we listened to in the car. What did we listen to? A quiz thing. We listened Where to po- six hundred and forty. <laughs> we listened to well. Pod Quiz, so you can find that at podquiz.com. Our local library has got in new trades, uh, comic book trades in. So I've been reading through them, and that got me back on to M- Marvel Unlimited. So I've read through uh, all new, all different Avengers, Nova, Ms. Marvel. Uh, Miles Morales, Morales, Spider-Man, and I'm making my way through Dan Slott's uh, She-Hulk. Don't you mean Buckethead? Dan Slott's Buckethead? <laughs> okay, so I'm making my way through all that, so I've read about £900 worth. Anyway, so that's been our month. Uh, in the next month, we should be going to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. No! I don't know why I did that. I, I don't really know why want, you did I really want to see it. Yeah. Right, so this month in the podcast, we are talking about, well, laughing, geeky laughing things. We're actually going to talk about uh, sci fi sitcoms. What is a sitcom? It's a comic. (laughs) You'd think it would be, but it's actually a sit sit down and you're laughed at or you'd laugh. It's a situation comedy. It's a comedy uh, with a kind of a storyline around it that is in a situation. It could be. Mr. Bing. But you two were watching something this afternoon on uh, CBBC. Oh, so awkward. So awkward is a sitcom. What is the situation? What? School. So is that basically a set? Yeah, where it's set. The situation. And some comedies, the situation is a bit sci-fi. We're gonna. I'm going to talk through a few of my favourites. We'll show you a few wee bits off YouTube. Five things off YouTube. Five things. <laughs> right. The, these would be probably, my, we're going to be watching a couple of minutes of each, just to give you a flavor of what each one is. Okay, we will not be doing Come Back, Mrs. Noah from 1978 what? with the great Molly Sugden, but an awful sitcom. 
It's uh, really bad. Or we won't be talking about My Hero from the year 2000 to 2006. 51 episodes in that. Uh, Ardell O'Hanlon was the star of it for a while, and then they changed the lead actor. Basically, an alien comes to Earth, as or a superhero comes to Earth, and marries an ordinary woman. But anyway, what we will talk about, the probably the greatest one people will think about, is Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy ran from 1978 to 1982, four seasons of it, 95 episodes. Robin Williams, who is a fantastic comedy actor and does fantastic stand-up, and Pam... Uh, Ro- not Robin Williams. Robin Williams, not Robbie Williams. I've heard Robbie Williams. Yeah, he's a singer, but uh, Robin Williams died a few years ago, but he was a genie out of Aladdin. Uh, Wait, is, is he Robert or Robbie Orange brother? No. I don't really like it. No. Morgan Mindy was a spin-off from another um, sitcom, Happy Days. Mork is an alien who comes to Earth to investigate Earth, and he ends up living with Mindy, to, and she sort of guides him through sort of the trials of being at Earth. This scene here is quite a famous one, which is Mork came in an egg, a spaceship, so he thinks these other eggs are other aliens as well. So, as you can see from the boots just before we start, he dresses quite loudly, a very colourful jumper or like, shirt. Like, like the uh, Doctor, I don't know what one it Do- was. Doctor Seven. Six? Yeah. Okay. Oh. There's actually Mr. Men books of them now. I think that is great. I want them. Yes, sir! Yeah. You can win them in the Beano. Oh. We'll have to look that up later on and uh. see if the Mr. Men, Doctor Who Mr. Men books are available to buy. In fact, let's have a look at that now. I want to know. You can! They're like <gasps> £4 each. Oh, I want that one. You want the 11th? Yeah. I think I think that would be great. Anyway, back to what we're about to do. <laughs> Here is uh, Mork and Mindy, My Friends, The Eggs. Hello? Hello? Anybody in there? Little hatchling brothers, you must revolt against your oppressors. You have nothing to lose but your shells. <laughs> much as I like Mindy, it's against intergalactic law to eat fellow space travelers. Fly, be free! <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to have a quick burial at sea, then. <laughs> I'll notify your next of kin. <laughs> your brother bit the big one. <laughs> What's the matter? Have you no emotions? Are you hard-boiled? <laughs> Oh, I see. The cold machine placed you in a state of suspended animation. I'll put you over here to warm up, and when you revive, you'll be free to fly. You people really are short. You know that, don't you? Smokey! First thing you notice is you didn't think it was that funny. Uh, I didn't get the smoky bit. There are bits you didn't get. But in every situ- sitcom, one of the fun things is hearing the characters that you got to know saying the same lines over again. And so awkward, you're going to have people who will say the same type of thing again and again. Can you think of anything they say? Um, like, um, Martha's, well, Martha says something and then her mom says the exact same thing. Right, so something like that. Yeah. Her mum doesn't listen, basically. 
That, so that that's uh, something that occurs all the time. You're going to have sitcoms that uh, I could mention several things. If I say Norm, people know what sitcom that is. You don't because you didn't grow up in that era. If I say that doesn't doesn't like it up them, they know who that is. Uh, and all I could mention four or five, but the people who are listening to this, the lovely listeners to this podcast, know, know who it is. Anyway, the next one you might like a wee bit better. It is a puppet based one called ALF. ALF stands for Alien Life Form. From 1986 to 1990, four seasons, 102 episodes. Charlotte is excited. Yeah. Paul Fasco uh, is the puppeteer and the voice of ALF. And ALF is an alien who lands with a family and stays with them. Again, the same sort of thing. ALF is less of a, a lovable innocent and more of well, he's a type of alien wants to eat the cat. So here he is teaching the youngest person in the family how to do martial arts to help defend themselves. All right. After this lesson, you'll never get beat up at school again. I'm not going to school anymore. Don't say that. School's very important. If you drop out, you won't get anywhere in life. You'll just hang around the house all day, eating and watching TV. I want to be like you. <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh or cry. <laughs> all right. Now, the trick here is to concentrate all your energy and let it explode in a blinding flash of destruction. Watch. hee All right. Well, that never worked before. Do it again. Okay. hee I guess there's only pain when you don't break the board. Unbelievable pain. Okay, we'll leave it there, just where he breaks his hand. So Alf was very popular, and then it turned into a talk show. There was a cartoon, and there was even Marvel Comics about it. If you want to hear a wee bit about the Marvel Comics, I did a very short review in my previous podcast, Mark's Mess vs. Evolutionary War, probably in the very last episode of that. I thought it was Mark's Mess vs. Atlantis Attacks. That was the one after that. And thank you for advertising that as well. Ding! <coughs> right, so what did you think of that? It was okay. It was okay. If you got to watch it's more funny. of it... Yeah, he's, he's quite funny. He always tries to eat the cat. That's what I remember from it. I always thought it was uh, quite funny. The other one, the other one tried to make an egg fly. <laughs> yes, the Robin Williams one. tries to eat a cat? Well, we can at, at another time. but oh, no. Well, our listeners might want to... Mork and Mindy. Mork is played by Robin Williams. Robin Williams was a stand-up comic. And in the scripts for Mork and Mindy, it would go, Mork walks into a room, Mork talks to Mindy and says this, and then... Robin Williams does his bit. So it's just basically Robin Williams does something funny. And that's probably where that came from. He probably devised that by himself. Anyway, the third one is, funny enough. Back to sea burial. Yes, I like that. Slotted. Uh, third rock from the sun. Now, what, first of all, what's the third rock from the sun? Earth. So again, it's aliens coming... It's aliens coming to Earth before an invasion to learn all about it. From 96 to 2001, six seasons, 139 episodes. I can't believe there were that many. John Lithgow, Kirsten Johnson, Joseph Gordon Wait, 30 Hewitt. seasons. Six seasons, 139 oh. episodes. Right. So it's about this fa these uh, alien commanders who come to Earth, disguise themselves 
as a family and try and find out as much as I can about uh, Earth society. Again, it's a fish out of water. It's not understanding about Earth uh, culture. Here are the family at a ball game. There is... A ball game? A ball game. Well, it's an American sport of some sort where they're about to play the American national anthem. The the family have no idea what to do in this situation. And uh, if you look at the screen, you can see he plays the father, Mm -hmm. the uncle, the sister, and the son. So it's just the four of them? There's just the four of them. Not that guy. Not that guy, not that guy, not the ones behind. So here we go for the American national anthem. Please rise for the national anthem. Today being performed by... That's the most pathetic wave I've ever seen. These people are playing a dangerous game. They've crested for far too long. Sooner or later, they've got to crash. Hey, why don't you show a little respect for our national anthem, huh? What do we do, Dick? Just do what the others do. Around the rudder trunk. And the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star spangled banner yet wave? What did you think of that? It's funny, just weird. It's weird. Well, a lot of these ones are aliens coming to Earth and being weird because they don't understand our culture. It's like coming from a different land, coming from France and living in Northern Ireland and going, oh, why do you not eat those frog's legs? But what if you... Why don't you pick up the snail, boil it and eat it? But what if you were the one going to the foreign land? So the next two are about... Earthlings going out into space and not understanding. Like when we went to Florida. Like when we went to Florida. Didn't understand America at all. Don't understand this whole thing about buying, having crisps without flavour. I don't understand that. And not understanding that chips are are crisps. Exactly. And driving on the wrong side. The amount of people that beeped at us, I thought they were being friendly for the first two days. Anyway, so these are two... They have squeezy jelly and squeezy cheese. So in these, in these first three, the the joke is that we know where they're going wrong. We understand what they're doing is not the right thing, and that's what the the, the humor is. The next two are the the joke is we know what it's like to be somebody who feels a wee bit out of it. So the next two are actually from Britain, Hitchhiker's Guide. Especially when you start secondary school. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was first a radio series, then a book, and then a TV series. Loved it. You talked about it. Talked about it because it's very influential. We're going to watch a wee bit from the first episode. It is, well, maybe if you listen a bit more. Earth has just been destroyed by the Vogons, 
and Hello. Arthur Dent is still in his dressing gown, has been rescued by his best friend, Ford Prefect, who he's just found out is an alien. So, here we go. I bought some peanuts. Huh? We've just been through a matter transference beam. You've probably lost some salt and protein. The beer you had should have cushioned your system a bit. How are you feeling? Like a military academy. Bits of me keep passing out. Ford, if I were to ask you where the hell we were, would I regret it? We're safe. Ah, good. We're in a cabin of one of the spaceships of the Vogon Constructor Fleet. Ah, this is obviously some strange usage of the word safe that I hadn't previously been aware of. What are you doing? Looking for the light. How did we get here? Ah, uh, we hitched a lift. Excuse me? Are you telling me that we just stuck our thumbs out and some green, bug-eyed monster popped his head out and said, Hi, fellas, hop right in. I can take you as far as the Basingstoke roundabout. Well, the thumb's an electronic sub-ether device. The roundabout's at Barnard Star, but otherwise that's more or less right. And the bug-eyed monster is green. Yes. Okay, we'll stop it there. Your earth has been destroyed and one man has survived. Arthur Dent yeah, in his dressing gown. I didn't get any of them. You didn't like, you know, okay. Was it on two men? Two men, the other guy's an alien. I didn't get the bit, the military bit. Bits of me keep passing out. That's okay. In a military academy, you, you when you graduate, you you pass out. It's called passing out. Okay, but that that's okay. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, was in 1981. It was one series. I thought it was two series. Six episodes. That's all. I'm amazed at that because it's such. Uh, it's an iconic, um, iconic program. Last one is Red Dwarf, the, the show that refused to die. You watch I, Red Dwarf. I love Red Dwarf. I was there for the very first episode called The End, ironically enough, uh, in 1988. Uh, 11 seasons, 11 series of this, 67 episodes, uh, written uh, almost entirely by Nyler Grant, two men. Uh, American sitcoms tend to, tend to be written by a room full of people. And British sitcoms tend to be written by a small group of two or three people. Okay. British. British. This was was British as well. Chris Barry, Craig Charles, Danny John Jules, who we nearly met at Comic-Con. We did. We did. You didn't know who he was, so there's no point in meeting him. Uh, Norman Lovett, Robert Llewellyn, and a few other people. This has to be my favorite joke in the whole series. So they're in this mining ship billions of years in the future. So there's no humans left, and they've just discovered another ship out there. Right? So they're about to meet this other ship. This is them getting prepared. It's a distress call from a ship called the Nova 5. They crash-landed. I'm trying to establish contact. Another ship? Brilliant! So it's not aliens, then? No, they're from Earth. Hope they've got some spare odds and sods on board. We're a bit short on a few supplies. Like what? Cow's milk. Ran out of that yonks ago. <laughs> Fresh and dehydrated. What kind of milk are we using now? Emergency backup supply. We're on the dog's milk. <laughs> dog's milk? Nothing wrong with dog's milk. Full of goodness, full of vitamins, full of marabone jelly. <laughs> Lasts longer than any other type of milk, dog's milk. Why? No bugger a drink it. <laughs> Plus, of course, the advantage of dog's milk is that when it goes off, it tastes exactly the same as when it's fresh. Why 
didn't you tell me, Holly? What? Well, spoil your tea? <laughs> Hang about, we've got contact. Okay, still being made. But dogs can't make milk. But dogs can. They're a mammal. All mammals think, make milk. What? How do you think the mums feed their puppies? With water? No. With food? With milk. All mammals give I milk. The poo's so runny. <laughs> really? I put the microphone over to you for that comment. But, you I know, never knew that. Yeah. So. Uh, in the wild, in your book, in the wild, that's how they would feed their puppies. In, 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 in domestic dogs would feed their... I know, but that's how they would feed their puppies if oh, they didn't yeah, have any humans. There's a dog called Moon in it and she has puppies. But I just I just love the whole thing. Um, you know, dogs' milk lasts longer than cow's milk. Why? Because it tastes the same when it goes off. No, because no one will drink it. So it lasts longer in the fridge. If you've ever shared a house or a flat or something like that, you'll know that because people always pinch your mug. Guys, and that... Andrew half-eaten Mars bar? And my, no, my Mars bar wasn't even half-eaten. It was in the freezer. It was waiting for me after... Why I was in the freezer? Flo- it was... Because it gets really hard and it's really hard. Well, you have to work out it. I'm confused. What are you talking about? When I shared a house and the person who owned the house ate my frozen Mars bar. I was having a hard day. I knew it would be a long day, so I stuck a Mars bar in the freezer. I got home that night after a long day. I think it was a 12-hour day. And I I got in, went to the freezer, and she went, oh, I ate your Mars bar. Hope it's okay. I bought you another one. No, she didn't. She just sat there stuffing her face with me. No, no, no. Anyway, that's enough about my past. That is uh, five of my favourite sci-fi sitcoms. Maybe there are people out there who could recommend other ones. If you can, do contact us like other people. We're going to have a break now where Catherine is going to watch a bit more Alf. So we will see you in a few minutes. In 1984, I was 10 years old, and a strange light lit up the park behind my house. In the middle of the night, still in my pajamas, I ran to investigate. A strange machine sat brooding in the dark. I stepped inside and I was taken to a far-off galaxy where I saw men, monsters, and gods fight and die. Join us again on the Marvel Superhero Secret Wars and Beyond series, part of the Pulp to Pixel podcasts where we will discuss each issue of the Secret Wars miniseries and their long-term impact on the characters who joined us on Battleworld and on those we left behind on the home front. Join us again on Battleworld. Return with us to our Secret Wars. February 2014, a new podcast dedicated to the Marvel Comics character, Adam Warlock, debuted. And the internet broke in half. Well, not really. Far from it, to be honest. 
but a few of you actually noticed, and we thank you for that. Over the course of 2014, we covered all of Adam's Silver Age adventures and have started on his Bronze Age solo series, as well as his current appearance in two Thanos specials. But it's time for a change. So I'm sad to announce that episode 20 will be the last episode of Resurrections and Adam Warlock Podcast. However, I am pleased to announce that in 2015, we will premiere the first episode, which we will call Episode 21 of Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. Yes, the show is continuing, but now with more Thanos. Each month, we have John M. Wilson on as we cover an issue of Warlock, and the other episode of the month, we will continue to have Brian Zeno on to cover Thanos' appearances, starting with Captain Marvel 25. So join us in 2015 for Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, now with 20% more Thanos. And we're back when you just listened to two promos, one for Pulp to Pixel, which I've only just started listening to. And one of the podcasts, they talk a lot about Marvel's superheroes, Secret Wars. Which is not secret anymore. Well, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars was a comic made by uh, Marvel in the 80s, and it was the first massive company-wide crossover. And uh, we, we've got it somewhere, the trade uh, version of it. And it's well worth having a look at it. Yeah. Pulp to Pixel are talking about issue by issue, character by character almost, and it's good fun listening to them. Also heard uh, a promo for Resurrections, and I'm nearly caught up, Al. Almost caught up with you. Okay, now where were we? We talked about we. Hi. We we talked <laughs> we talked about sitcoms on TV. What about sitcoms and comic books? I'm going to show you three of them. There are many more. Uh, Sensational she-, she Hulk is another one I could have brought down from uh, the boxes. Why are they all alliteration? Blame Stanley. Well, well, even before Stanley, Clark Kent, Lois Lane. Clark. Peter Parker, yeah. Bruce Banner. Yeah, Bruce Banner. Stephen Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme. Why do you uh, think a lot of them are alliteration? So it makes it more interesting. Yeah, and one more. You can remember them better. You can remember them better. Right. When I first started really collecting comics, uh, there were four or five comic books that really caught my eye. And this one I'm going to show you. The cover of it made me buy it. Right, there you go. Excalibur number 14. Who do you see? It's one of these ones that along one side is a group of heroes fighting a group of heroes on the other side. So on the right-hand side, we've got Excalibur with Phoenix, Megan, Kitty Pride, Mm -hmm. Captain Britain, and Nightcrawler. Who's on the other side? Uh, Doctor Strange, the Wasp, uh, Iron Man, Hulk, and Ariel. (laughs) Rapunzel. Well, Ginger Rapunzel. Cl- close, uh, Medusa. Medusa. So, but it's a Medusa. double. Medusa. When you open it up, the Medusa. 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 I said Medusa. Oh, you you could Medusa. very well be right. I'm very bad at these things. Yeah, but you when are. you open it up, you might realize something is a wee bit off about it. What? Well, what other heroes do you see? Egghead. Well, who's? He's not a hero. He's not a hero. He's a. All, Wait, all, what? Why is that a zombie? They're all bodies. Are they all baddies? They're all weird versions of who they are. There is Quicksilver, who and this is really fat. 
There is Captain America, who's there's a cross zombie. between Captain America and, and a cyborg. Oh, um, Deathlock. There's, there's uh, Thor, and he's a cross between Loki and Thor. Yes. Who's that? Uh, that is Humpty Modoc. Humpty. Well, it's Modoc in the shape of an egg. There is Silver Surfer, but he's actually there's, Silver Skateboarder. Um, Storm in the background. Yeah. So in this, exca- there's, a, there's a leg. Yeah. Of who? <laughs> Giant man. Wait, 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 wait. Why is there two Captain Americas? Well, he's not Captain America. That's mm-hmm. Bullseye. Oh. Right. right. In this comic, it is the third part of the Cross Timekeeper in Excalibur, and they go about doing it's silly things. Like, look here, even the first. This is Alan Davis art and Chris Claremont uh, writing. It's fantastic stuff. Excalibur was a funny comic. They went out to be a wee bit silly, a wee bit funny. Now, look in here. Who do you see in this uh, first Elvis page? Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley as a monster. A fairy. There's a dark knight. You see a fairy. Gnomes. There's gnomes. Thor. Thor. Thor is in it. There's gnomes. There. So so this is the third part. The first part, they end up, they go across different dimensions and they end up in uh, a fairy tale land. And the third part, they're about to leave the fairy tale land and they go to a weird, weird place with weird, weird people. So they end up and they have to find their way back home. What about this picture here? This is Kitty Pride and their friend Alistair Stewart are at the Fantastic Four Freedom Plaza and they're in a queue to meet Mr. Fantastic. Maybe he'll help. And who else is in the queue? A Dalek. A Dalek. A Dalek, isn't it? So it's pretty silly. So you you tend to find comics like this that will they get some serious comics like Frank Miller's Daredevil or like There's a lot of Wolverine. Daredevil. There's a Daredevil there. And but, an angel. Who looks very angelic. But they are very, very silly. This is worth reading, girls, if you want to have a good read of it. There is Right, good. Okay, you can have a look at it later. Have a look at it later. We've got things to do. Things to do. Next one that would be a sitcom that I bought was GLA, Misassembled. This is Great Lakes Avengers, who were always a funny group of people. That includes Squirrel Girl. What? Squirrel Girl's been on Ultimate Spider-Man, Web Warriors. She was indeed, and as silly there as she is here. You have got Flatman, who is two-dimensional. You have Dinosaur, who is half human, half pterodactyl. Big Bertha, or Big Bertha, who basically is a supermodel who can become really fat. Uh, You have Doorman, who... That's a weird par for a supermodel. It is a very weird par. You've got Doorman, who if he stands against a wall, you can walk through him into the next room. And you've got Mr. Immortal, who can die, but he comes back to life again. Which is a rubbish par, because, hi, I will stop you villains. Bang. Okay, you're dead for a second or two. They get away. That is Grasshopper, who is a member of the GLA for about two minutes. So there's all that. It's it's very silly. Everyone that in each issue, somebody dies. Until the end, including Monkey Joe, who is Squirrel Girl's favourite monkey. Have a moment for Monkey Joe. But all the way through, there's... Why does she have monkeys when she should have... It's called Monkey Joe. There's Monkey Joe who's dead. The ghost of Monkey Joe. And the Monkey Joe will say things... Oh, Monkey Joe's actually a squirrel. Yes. Did I say monkey? Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's re quite well recommended, but best of all, you've got formerly known as the Justice League. He's got a cheesy smile. Now, you've heard me mention Justice League International. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the Justice League International Borhaha podcast by the Irredeemable Shag. This is kind of, he'll eventually get to talk about this. Years after that comic, they produced another comic, which all these members got back together to form their own super team called Super Friends to help out and they have it's it's less about what happens to them and more about the laughs so very much a situation comedy in the whole thing uh, who are they all? who are they all? That, okay you have is got is that um, what do you call it sister? Captain Marvel's sister? aye that's Mary Marvel right? I take it that's a yes then that's a yes his twin sister is Yes, that's right. It's like, oh, yes, you you know more about this uh, than me at times. <laughs> uh, you've got the elongated man <laughs> and his wife Sue. So they're married. That's why she's what's, giving him the nasty par? look. Uh, her par is she's married to the elongated man and can stand him for more than five minutes. Uh, is she? That is that is Fire, who <laughs> who is a uh, basically green fire person. There is Booster Gold. Yeah. The Blue Beetle. Who's that? Uh -huh. Who's the so that's the person? second Blue Beetle. He's a really cheesy guy that wants to be a really famous superhero, but can't Absolutely. because he's really bad at it. And this one, the silver guy, is Captain Adam. Yep. Um, we, yeah, we've seen him before in the Justice League I have Unlimited. Yep. Yep. Right. I have you, you have, but you've just forgotten. What? I don't want... Uh, what? Because he can explode and then be pumped back into his suit. It's weird. Oh, yeah, no. it's weird. I don't quite understand DC heroes. Anyway, right. I don't quite understand the science of it. We have been talking about sitcoms that are sci-fi. We've yeah. been talking about comic books that are a bit sitcom-y. What, <sighs> what about jokes? I did put out on Facebook a request for people to send in their jokes. You should have put it on Twitter as well. Well, I went on Twitter as well, and one person sent us jokes. How many? Sent a few jokes, so what I will do, I will read them out. You tell me if you understand them. These are from our friend Caroline. Qu <laughs> question: How do Ewoks contact each other when they are apart? Ewokie talkies. Ewokie talkies is right. I Ding. Just, I just Wait, is the Ewok <laughs> the little squishy thing? They're they're the furry things, wee teddy bears. Oh, that's good. Okay, see if you can get this one, Charlotte. What do you call Chewbacca when he has chocolate in his hair? Chewy. Very close. I like that, though. It's not what Caroline says. Chocolate chip wookie. <laughs> See, that was a genuine laugh. You don't get Cho it. Instead of chocolate chip cookie, chocolate chip wookie. What's wookie? Chewbacca is a wookie. It's a species. Oh. Can I just say that your teacher has... If I haven't taught you what a wookie is... You're no, in the play, then then there's something about uh, okay, I, can't, I think he just says it was a big furry thing or something. It is Chewbacca's a big furry thing that is a Wookie. Two more left. What are Vulcan eyeglasses called? Oh, you don't, you really don't know much about Star Trek. No, no, I don't know anything. Do you know Mister Spock from Star Trek? I don't know anything. Oh, you don't know. What are Vulcan eyeglasses called? Spocktacles. Okay, right. Cricket, cricket. What is Spider-Man's favourite month? Spump. How does that work? Um, okay, I'll have to tell you. What is Spider-Man's favourite month? Webury. Uh, 
<laughs> That's a groovy one. Right, those are the four. Thank you very much, Caroline. I really enjoyed them. I did look up some myself and couldn't find any really good ones. You two know one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor. Doctor who? I can't remember the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's just basically it. Doctor Who, yes, that's me. And there was no tumbleweeds. Yeah, there will be when I edit them in. So, again, thank you, Caroline. Anybody else who thinks they're rubbish jokes, why don't you send in your favourite geeky jokes to us that are clean? Okay, because that would be great. Also discovered that some of the boys in Sunday school listen to this, so hello, boys. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right, they were totally. going I think if they had a bit more notice, they would have given us uh, some jokes. But listen, that is it. That is it for da, Mark's da, da. Mess bo- Podcast. We were brought to you by the letter L for... Letter. Lol. Give me, a, give me a laugh. Give me a fake laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Give me your fake laugh. Ha. <laughs> ha. All characters are property of their owners and not of us. Maybe you have your favourite sci-fi sitcom, maybe your favourite sci-fi comedy movie or your favourite favorite comedy comic books. If you would like to send us information about that, you can contact us on email at mymarksmess at gmail.com On Twitter at oh, oh, um, at marksmesspodcast with like the team. On our webpage marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com or on Facebook by looking for marksmesspodcasts and thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. Okay, so at the at the end of this episode, what have you learned? Oh, I learned so I learned what an e in an e was. We did the e a few episodes ago. No, and, and yeah, well that was and what um yeah. Okay, and what a wiki cookie was. What what have you learned, Charlotte? The eggs aren't tiny aliens. Yes, thank you, Mork, for that. What eggs? Eggs from work. Oh, yeah. And eggs can't fly. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, You've been a wonderful listener to our podcast. And please join us next time. Where is the letter M for? Mark's Miss Maltesers. Mark's Miss Maltesers. What? (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.